Good evening. Thank you, Father, I think. Those last words, for nothing is impossible with God, uh, it's kind of how I feel standing here. It was not in my thought forever to think I would be back doing this again. My name is Ronnie Danka. I've been in Long Beach since 1972. I belong to the St. Ignatius Parish, and also I know many of you from church, but also from Long Beach Catholic School, where I've spent a good portion of my life. And it's wonderful to look out when the lights were on and see so many familiar faces. It makes me feel very good. Thank you. Uh, I really thought this part of my life was over when I retired. And I have to admit that I would be much more comfortable if you were all in kindergarten, maybe five or six years old. <laughs> or if perhaps this was back to school night and you were anxious about what was going to happen in the next school year. But it's not. It's a holy hour. And that's very humbling for me to be invited to speak here tonight. Father Brian asked me to do it, and I was brought up never to say no when a priest asks you to do something. <clears throat> and by the way, that's how I ended up on stage as the barber of La Mancha many, many years ago. Uh, you'd think I'd have learned my lesson by now, but here I am. Honestly, I was very humbled by the invitation and very unsure what to talk about. And then the morning after Father Brian called, I was reading the gospel message for the day, and it came from St. Luke. And one part of it, he said, when you are brought before the authorities, don't worry about what you will say. At that moment, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. Well, it was my message. What a relief. I would just put tonight in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Well, not really literally. Um, but was it a coincidence that the very next day when I was troubling over something, to get comfort from the words of the gospel for the day? I don't think it was a coincidence. I really don't believe in coincidences. I believe it was a God incident. And my life has been filled with God incidences. And they have made me who I am today, a very ordinary person of faith, standing here before very many faith-filled, wonderful people. And since my faith has been an integral part of my life, I thought, with your indulgence, I would share with you part of my faith journey and how it's grown and deepened these many, many, many years. Because I have met some wonderful people and been involved in wonderful experiences that have deepened my faith and certainly brought me closer to God. I've heard faith described as a foundation on which a person's beliefs are built, or an anchor that would ground a person, or a lighthouse which gives guidance, and even a compass which would give direction. And for me, it's all of those things. And most of all, it is an awareness of God's presence in the people and the experiences of everyday life. I've come to an awareness that if you believe that God's spirit is in everyone you meet and his presence is in all of the experiencing experiences around you, 
your faith will grow. There is absolutely no other way it can happen. I don't consider myself an overly religious person. Although one of my grandsons, when he was young, and I should preface this by saying, when he was in church and talking as a young child, my daughter told him he had to stop talking because he was in God's house. He looked at her and said, well, then where's his TV? <laughs> so he's a very observant child. And as I said, I don't think I'm overly religious. But when his mom told him they were coming for a visit, he said, oh, we're going to the religion house. <laughs> I guess the amount of crucifixes, crosses, holy water bottles, statues of angels, St. Francis, our Blessed Mother, and even a grotto might seem a bit excessive to a young child. In fact, I think it's a bit excessive when many people see it. And it's true that I carry around with me in my pocketbook medals of St. Gerard, St. Peregrine, and the Holy Family. They're always with me, and I feel moved to hand them to people that I'm speaking to in time of need. Even if they don't really know that they need it, I would still be happy to pass along a medal to them. And I've been fortunate enough to be part of many faith-filled experiences. I've met the Pope. I've attended retreats in places like Nebraska and Assisi. I've attended a Crucio, and I visited Lourdes, France. And most of all, I am proud that I still hold on to many faith traditions that were instilled in me as a child. I bless myself every time I pass a church. And that's raised a lot of eyebrows, especially on my grandchildren. I say a prayer when I hear a siren. I pray to the guardian angel. I recite the rosary. And all of these things, the religious objects, the religious experiences, and the religious traditions have contributed to who I am today, an ordinary person who has been extraordinarily blessed. My husband and I have been married 55 years. We have four of the most wonderful children who, with their spouses, has given us nine of the most wonderful grandchildren. I have family and friends who make every day special. And for almost 50 years, I've been connected to Long Beach Catholic School. Yes, I consider myself very blessed, and faith is at the core of it all. I know I received the gift of faith at my baptism, and my first real experience that I can remember of faith took place when I was in maybe the first or second grade. I went to Catholic school, and my class was brought to a movie theater in town where we saw the movie, The Song of Bernadette. If you've never heard of this movie, you obviously are not up at three o'clock in the morning channel surfing, <laughs> because it's on all the time. But just in case, I also have several copies of it in my house. In fact, if I ever really need to see it. I need to see it because I know in my heart that it really started me on my faith journey. It's the story of St. Bernadette of Lourdes, who, as a young girl, had 14 visions of our Blessed Mother, who spoke to her 
in a nearby grotto. And by the way, I have my own grotto in the house, which is over 60 years old. It was a nightlife light, and I almost brought it tonight, but I was afraid I would break it. <laughs> but I must have been a very impressionable young child, because from that day on, I was pretty certain that Mary could talk to me too. After all, she spoke to Bernadette. We, were that, we weren't that much alike, though. Bernadette was poor, sickly, and didn't listen to her parents, which is how she ended up by the grotto. Well, I wasn't poor. There were seven of us living in four rooms with one bathroom in the Bronx, but we were not poor by any stretch. She was very sickly. I was not sickly. I was pigeon-toed and had to wear metal shoe plates in my shoes, but I certainly wasn't sickly. And she didn't listen to her parents. I always listen to my parents. And I'm saying that because my granddaughter is standing in the back of church right now. <laughs> but we were both young girls, and that was all I needed to encourage me. If Mary spoke to Bernadette, she could speak to me too. And so from that day on, every time I passed the statue of Mary, which was in front of our church, I said hello out loud to her. I'd walk by and say, hello, Mary. Pause just a second, waiting for her to answer. And when she didn't, I would just continue. I really was not disappointed that she didn't answer. I was certain that it would happen one day. And it was years later that I realized that Mary had been speaking to me all along, had been giving me guidance and comfort throughout my life. And she was doing it through the people who I encountered every day. And believe me, when you take that reality, that that's how Mary is connecting to you, it truly makes everything different. I have so many wonderful Mary moments in my life. I would like to share just a few. One profound moment happened at school when I was a senior at St. Nicholas of Tallentine High School in the Bronx. Mary touched me through my principal, Sister Aileen, God rest her. I was, oh, I forgot my granddaughter's here. I was called into her office in early June. I was a bit nervous because three months earlier, on March 17th, after learning that our school was not going to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City, I decided to lead my classmates around our room using a yardstick as a shillelagh and singing McNamara's band. <laughs> well, the front door opened, and there she was, Sister Aileen. She never said a word. She didn't have to. She just stood there and looked at us. And one by one, we returned to our seats. And when we were all sitting, she backed out of the room and closed the door. Nothing was ever said, nothing was ever done. So when I was called to her office in early June, I figured it was time for me, finally, to face the music. But that's not what she had in mind. Even though I had been in the commercial track and was training to be a secretary while at school, Sister Aileen 
invited me to attend Dominican College after graduation. There, I would earn a teaching degree. She also said that the sisters who lived in the convent would work with me during the summer to catch me up on subjects I would need for college. Wow, what a gift. I was always happy to think I would become a secretary, but a teacher? It had been a dream of mine forever. And as I look back, I know that it was Mary working through Sister Aileen to get me to that place. Because after four years there, I not only had a teaching license, but I had four years of faith experiences with the Dominican Sisters of Blauvelt that truly inspired me. Sharing their religious life, though I was not a nun, no matter how many t people tell you I was a nun, I was not ever a nun. <laughs> but I was there with them every day, learning from them and watching them and receiving a deeper understanding of our faith, our traditions, and our God. I was a changed person. The next few years were filled with many merry moments as I got married and started a family. And certainly if you are a mother, you know that childbirth is truly a merry moment. I had experienced one important merry moment when a friend gave me a St. Gerard medal in response to some concerns I had while I was carrying our first child. St. Gerard is the patron saint of expectant mothers, also one of the medals that I carry in my pocketbook, just in case. And wearing his medal and participating in daily prayer to him, I felt a deep sense of trust in God, knowing that I wasn't alone in this experience. God and St. Gerard were with me. And along with my faith and trust in God increasing by this, I also got a deeper understanding of the patron saints in our church. That came in very handy years later when I put together hundreds of children's outfits as they got themselves ready for the All Saints pageant at Long Beach Catholic School. As time went by, my faith and trust in God was deepened as another Mary in my life found us a home here in Long Beach. I don't know if you're a fan of U2, the singing group, but there's one song that I love, and it's, um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Well, we entered our second phase of life in Long Beach, and I found everything I was looking for. This wonderful community of people, our church, and this school. It's really easy to see God's presence alive here on this barrier island. And by seeing God, appreciating what he has given us, and giving thanks, we become a deeply faith-filled person. By remaining open to the gifts around us, our faith increases. Through our community, we come together to support one another in good times and challenging ones. God gave us our beach where our summer masses offer everyone an experience of God that is profound. Even the boardwalk, which has offered me countless merry, <coughs> countless merry moments as I walk with friends 
and share the deepest, deepest moments of our lives. And just an aside, I also met someone who I believe to be a real-life angel, but that will be a story for another time. What a gift our parish is, where I became a Eucharistic minister and a lector, and I got to teach religious education. And through the sacraments, I've been nourished and comforted, and I've learned to remain open to the possibilities of God's presence around us and of hearing Mary speaking to us through other people. But it's not always an easy task. My faith has grown through difficult times as well. I have felt God's love and presence in the lives of my friends who have faced tremendous sorrow called by, caused by family tragedies, but who have been able to get the strength they needed to journey through it all because of their deep faith and trust that they have in God. It's at the core of who they are, and they have impacted my faith life simply by allowing me to be part of their journey. What beautiful examples of faith. And then, of course, there's Long Beach Catholic School. There was a point in our lives when it became a bit challenging for me to stay at Long Beach Catholic School as a teacher and caused me to consider perhaps teaching at the public school where things would be made a little bit easier for us. I interviewed and was offered a more lucrative position in the public school. However, I was beyond upset. I just couldn't bear the thought of leaving Catholic school. So my husband and I made some life changes and I was allowed to stay where I loved the people, excuse me, the teachers, the children, and the parents so much. And again, I know it was Mary who had a hand in this because of the people and the experiences that touched me every day that I was in school. Here's just a few. I distinctly remember a parent coming to me very early on and telling me a story that her child had been lost in TSS. And for those of you who don't know TSS, <laughs> Father Brian, it's a store that used to be where Kohl's is now and where you could buy anything that you wanted. Well, her son got lost in TSS and she couldn't find him. She thinks it was probably about an hour. I'm thinking maybe five minutes. But she said she was at her wit's end, and she was really terrified. Finally, there he was. And she ran up to him and said, oh, honey, I'm sorry, you must be so afraid. And then he said to her, I wasn't afraid, because Mrs. Danka said, just as an aside, I've heard that about 500 times. So, <laughs> this might have been the first time. Mrs. Danka said, I am never alone. Jesus is always with me. Now, well, believe me, when I heard that, I knew I had made the right choice. No matter what the sacrifice, for me to stay at Long Beach Catholic was the right thing to do, and I know that it was Mary who helped get me there. Because to be able to share your faith and Jesus' love with a child is the greatest gift there is.
And my belief that I was in the right place was validated <clears throat> on 9-11 when, as a school community, the teachers and I were able to bring the children over to church and pray for peace while the destruction and chaos outside was happening all around us. It was a beautiful gift on that horrific day to share that with the children. And another merry moment came several years later. We invited Captain Alf Fuentes, the last living fireman to be rescued from the wreckage of the Twin Towers. We asked him, his children had gone to Long Beach Catholic School, and we asked him if he would come and speak to the eighth grade class on class night. And while he was there, he shared that when the building was around him was collapsing, he placed himself in a doorway and recited the Hail Mary. He told them how doing that brought him comfort and strength and that it was the last thing he remembered. So he reminded them that they were very fortunate to receive their education in a Catholic school where their faith was the most important subject that was shared, not taught, shared. He was a profound example of placing his life in God's hand and profoundly impacted my belief that God is part of everything we do. Another similar moment came when a different eighth grade class was on our trip to Washington. Unfortunately, one of the students became ill on the bus. We had to call uh, 911 and the EMTs arrived. They boarded the bus to help her. And in the midst of stretchers and getting her set up with breathing equipment, we could hear the children's voices in the back of the bus. They were reciting the rosary. Another profound moment of what our faith can do to help us when we are in a difficult situation. It certainly was not a coincidence that they knew that they too could find comfort in Mary. I will just briefly tell my, my last um, school-related moment had to do with when the building, the, the building that was added onto the school, which is now the gymnasium and the library and the computer lab. When I was interviewed to become the principal of Long Beach Catholic School, the last question that was asked of me was what I felt was my greatest weakness. Hmm. <laughs> well, I said, actually, I don't think I'm a good fundraiser. I know everybody in Long Beach, and I'm certainly not going to go up to anybody whose, whose story I know and ask them to give me money. So I would say fundraising is not really in my comfort zone. So I became principal um, at the end of August, and our first school board meeting, I was told that they had decided it would be a wonderful idea to put an addition on the school. Uh, they were hoping for a gym, but maybe a library and a computer room would work as well, and probably to the tune of $3.5 million. <laughs> this to a person 
who sometimes was looking for change to go to Dairy Barn to get milk for breakfast, but 3.5 million, and guess who would be in charge of this? Um, I am not anyone who would know anything about construction. My husband, thank God, does all of that. And I had already said that fundraising was not something I liked. But boy, did it bring out wonderful Marys in my life. Um, people in the contracting world, uh, in concrete, professional fundraisers, parents who donated beyond amounts of money that were um, even within my realm of understanding. And we had that, that building, that uh, extension built in two years, and we had the loan paid back a year and a half early. And it certainly wasn't because of me. Because remember, I don't like fundraising. But, but it helped me to see what we do together as a community. And it helped me to open my eyes and know that God is with us. God is in every experience. And if we don't acknowledge that, then we miss so much. If we spend our time being angry or upset, we miss so much of who Mary is in a given situation. If we look for the good, if we look for the big picture, if we leave ourselves open to the possibilities of God's presence among us, life is dramatically changed and is dramatically better. My last example of a Mary moment has nothing to do with the school in the end, but it started there. As principal of Long Beach Catholic, I would choose a theme for the school year, and we would use that theme in prayer services, liturgies, newsletters, always shining a light on a symbol that would help the school family grow in faith. We used um, rainbows and angels and lighthouses, well, in 2007, the chosen theme was Gifts from the Sea. What could be better? Look where we are, and there was the ocean right there. But little did I know that this theme would have a profound effect on myself and my family. Because six months into it, in February of that year, our grandson, Gavin, was four months old. And he was diagnosed with an aneurysmal bone cyst in his leg, which was about this big. And it had shattered the bone from inside out. He was being treated at Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital, and prayers were coming in from all over for his healing. Now, during this time, it was my job to accompany his mom and dad to all the doctor visits and to take notes. I never said a word. I didn't ask any questions. I didn't make any comments or remarks. I tried to be invisible and just copy whatever the doctor was saying. Well, after the biopsy was done and we met the doctor, and let me tell you, he's another gift from God, he was explaining that the cyst was extremely large and had destroyed the inside of Gavin's bone. Therefore, when they took the cyst out, they would need something to replace it, to fill the space inside the bone. He then said that the filler that he would be using 
was coral from the sea. I immediately caught my breath and blurted out, coral? Like from the ocean? <laughs> and all of a sudden, there were three sets of eyes turning around looking at me in the back of the room. And the doctor said, yes, coral from the sea. And he, on, he went on to explain that coral has all of the prop properties that would be needed to do the job. It was a living organism, and far better for them to use that than cadaver bone. But I'm sure he didn't understand the tears that were in my eyes, because he didn't know that at that very moment, deep down inside me, I knew this was a message. I knew that God was with me and with us, and that no matter what would happen, we would be all right. Coincidence? I think not. It's absolutely a God incident. And by the way, Gavin is a happy, healthy, thank God, high school freshman who loves the ocean. You can find him surfing at any time of the day. I think he's looking for a relative for what's in his leg. <laughs> These were just a small sampling of the faith experiences that have been given to me by people and by the experiences I've <clears throat> encountered in my life. I've been challenged to be a better person because of my faith, and I can see that the fruits of my efforts coming back to me 100-fold, just by all of you being here tonight, is such a gift. My life is filled with the most wonderful people and friends a person could ever want, and I am so grateful for them. And most of all, I am grateful for my faith, a gift given to me by my parents at baptism, but made stronger and deeper every day of my life. Most especially, I thank God for the gift of being able to share that faith with others. I knew from the first time I realized that Mary was talking to me through others, that I was called to show gratitude by the way in which I live, and it has made all the difference. And, and by the way, Every time I pass a statue of Mary, I still say hello to her. Give it a try. You never know. God bless you all. Thank you.